God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 46, verse 1. I love Psalm 46. It's, it's such, it has so many beautiful things. But my, my favorite line is, and I actually read this psalm at uh, uh, the funeral of my nephew who died, died in a, um, a terrible accident. Um, there's a stream that makes glad the city of God. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, and I, I, basically that's what I'm writing. Uh, God is our refuge and strength even when the earth gives way, when the mountains collapse into the sea, and when the oceans roar. Uh, and foam. And one of the things that you've to- taught me over the years is uh, to the ancients, the sea is chaos. It represents chaos, at least in part. Uh, there can be much to fear, but the Lord's favor is our strength. Yeah. And a very present help in trouble. Right. There's something about the order of those words that's powerful. Um, I don't know why it stands out and it holds what I've heard. Uh, many uh, older Christians who had spent time in life and had experienced a lot of trouble uh, quote this with a sense of urgency and belief that this has been the truth. God has been a very present help in the time of trouble. The picture that uh, is taken here is the, uh, the coast of, I believe, Oregon or very northern California. And um, a lot of the coast... Uh, is rocky for some reason up that way. There are a lot of uh, jagged rocks. And uh, when the sea is churning like it is in this picture, you have this sense of trouble, essentially. It's beautiful. Uh, But you don't want to be caught in something like this because it will crush you very quickly. It's so powerful to the forces uh, in life. Anyway, I thought that it was a good representation of what trouble might look like. Yeah. And... How do we get to know God as a refuge and strength? It's what we're doing right here, being in the Word. And this really doesn't have to do with our podcast today, but you're starting to take on certain language that I've heard myself say over and over through the years. Um, yesterday, you talked about your favorite passage, and this is your favorite psalm. The longer you're in the Word, the one you're in at that moment ends up becoming your favorite. <laughs> But it really does show what happens when we become saturated in God's word. Uh, We become saturated in him. And he really does in those moments become our refuge and strength because our confidence is not in a a man-made image of who he is, but his self-revelation as it comes through his word. And so I think it's a, a powerful reminder even to the people that are walking these uh, podcast with us uh, God's word will not return void. And pretty soon they'll be as obnoxious as you and I, and whatever scripture they're reading will be their favorite for the moment. Well, uh, I would not include myself in the, igno- uh, the <laughs> obnoxiousness kind of thing, but um, I have one, one thought in terms of f- uh, favorite Bible verses. There's a kind of person that comes along that uh, loves to quote scripture, and so it'll come issuing forth from their mouth, uh, but it's not. It's oftentimes a condemnation rather than a a, a, a act of love. Whereas for me, in, in what you're describing, I'm totally correct. 
when I say I love a verse, it usually has something to do with something that was going on in my life or something that is incredibly beautiful and is expressing in words a sense of harmony, beauty, and goodness that you know you that does kind of kind of just grow up uh, out of the Bible, uh, you know, the, the, the living water, uh, and and so I I feel joy. When I find a Bible verse, and when I read uh, yesterday uh, the statement from King David in his last days, and, and he, he knew the difference between an unrighteous ruler and a righteous one, one that was in tune with God, and he uses the word light and the rain, and so all of these images, they came together and they just represented not only the truth of what righteous rule looks like, that the truth of the beauty of the word of God. And when that is coming from your heart, it's not quoting verses, yeah. it's quoting truth. Yeah, I use the word arrogance and jest to kind of throw us under the bus together, but it is really an affection for God's word. And um, there is an affection that grows on you as you recognize how it is an expression of God's love towards us.